0: I like beer. It makes me a
1: jolly good fellow.
0: I like beer. It helps
1: me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel
2: mellow.
1: Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff.
0: And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us tonight, we got the full team here. We have Dr aloha uh we have producer joe always a pleasure gentlemen and sound guy tom
3: check one two check one two welcome
1: everyone these are one of the nights that i get very excited about knowing what's coming in the back half of the show and what the doctor will have in store for us we are friends who love good beer
0: and telling stories so we turned it into a podcast That's true. Usually we talk about it being an award-winning podcast, but we're going to be an award-giving podcast, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. That's what people are always saying to me, that you guys are real givers. Yep, I've heard that.
1: We are teachers by day, beer drinkers by night, and we're lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California, sunny and warm, beer mecca within a beer mecca. So pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us.
0: And as always, please find and uh, follow us on social media, I like beer the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I like beer the Po one. I like beer the Ta one on Twitter. And don't forget to visit our website, I like beer the Learn more about us. Make sure you sign up for our email. Um, and don't forget, you can virtually toast with us on Untapped. Uh, we're pretty easy to find. We're all kind of under I like beer the podcast. People have been drinking in January. I, I know that dry
1: January is supposed to be a thing, but I've had a yeah. lot of uh, new uh, untapped friends.
0: I, I think with COVID, it's just drink all year round. I'm yeah, sure that's, that's happening
2: right now. Day, night, weekend.
0: Right. I would say that that the one thing that COVID has helped is been alcohol sales. I will say that. <laughs> I
2: think so. Yes.
0: <laughs> and Costco. And maybe Home Depot. And it's also hurt many a guy's pocketbook. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Talon and I were uh, camping out at a winery and the the owner told us people aren't buying wine by the bottle anymore, but by the case...
0: Yeah, she said she's made more money during COVID than she had prior to it, just because people come out. They can't stay because it's it's for to go only orders. But people don't just come to get a, a bottle; they come to get cases.
3: So, time out. Did you guys both just say you went to a winery, camping out at a winery? That's right.
0: No, no, we said we went camping at a winery because campgrounds right. are all closed. But you can go camp at a yeah, private a facility. And so I we went mean. and camped at the winery. It was it was very lovely. And we had some wonderful beer there. Uh, we drank a lot of beer at the winery. We drank a ton of beer at the winery.
3: We didn't drink <laughs> any wine. Just wanted to make sure. Just <laughs> wanted to make sure you guys hadn't started 2021 on the wrong foot here.
0: You got it wrong. If the breweries would let us camp on their doorsteps, we would camp at a lot of breweries. Right. But for right now, our only option is to camp at the wineries and then drive to the breweries or bring beer to the wineries. So that's kind of what we did. That's how we spent our New Year's. It was great. It was around a campfire. Yeah, it was fun. Special new year's request for our listeners. Speaking of
1: that, we threw this out last time and probably do it all January. We just launched our, I like beer, the book club on the YouTube channel. We joined forces with friend of the show, author and social activist, Ryan Wolt, uh, to discuss a great beer over beer too. And
2: you should go
0: there and find us and subscribe. Yeah. So Joe, how could they find us?
2: So if you go to Barnes and Noble and you go to the uh, coffee shop there, it's going to be a Starbucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 you mean where do you find it on? Okay. Oh, uh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Just YouTube. Get right in the search engine. Look up. I like beer, the podcast, and you will find us. We'll come up first in that search. I promise. It worked. I will say this, Jeff, that as we've started it, I, I'm definitely
0: reading a, a much wider variety of books. I feel like my my intellect has grown. Because I'm now reading books that maybe at some point were above my level as far as what I normally would pick. So that's been pretty fun. Yeah, and let's
1: not tell Ryan that. No, he no. not need to know that we're getting smarter thanks to him. Yes, yes. <laughs> and if you'd like to get smarter, come listen to Ryan talk about books. <laughs> well, he gets a little grumpy sometimes. Yeah. He can get a little grumpy. It blends nicely with talent's cheer. Yes. <laughs> it's January, and everyone in the beer world is talking about it. What are they talking about, talent?
0: The 2020 Z's So this is uh, an annual award uh, or awards that are given out, um, and they're highly coveted. Some say these might be the most coveted awards that you can win. Um, I know we were pleasantly surprised last year when we won for Best New Podcast. Crazy
2: good, yeah, amazing. It was pretty cool. So
0: those 2020 Z nominations have been posted on our website, beerthepodcast.com. so make sure you go there check them out. We will be announcing the winners at the end of the month, The committee is, it's a pretty close committee in terms of the voting, but if you want to try and influence it, I would say sign up for the email list and maybe send, you know, send some requests in and point out who your favorites are on that. So sign up uh, and, and, and tell them, Hey, you guys, have you guys heard this? Have you thought about this? Uh, uh, Some great categories, anywhere from best new podcast or beer podcast, all the way down to best names of beers and best IPAs and so on. So if you, you know, you want your voice to be heard, join that email list and send us an email.
4: Hey, I'm cracking another beer. What are you guys drinking?
0: you're ass down. Go to our website, check it out.
1: What are we drinking, guys? Well, you tell out. You start, Doc.
4: All right. Well, hey, uh, our friends at Virgin Beer. Uh, I ordered like at nine o'clock at night. I don't know, whatever. I ordered in the evening by nine o'clock the next morning. The big giant Virgin Beer truck pulled up, rang my doorbell, and the guy had a case of beer for me. So it was thank you, Virgin Beer. So I'm drinking Christmas all over again. Yeah, it, yeah. It was, I told him it was the best delivery I've ever had. It's I'm drinking their juice press hazy IPA. Oh, nice. That's a good one. What about you guys?
2: I'm drinking the whiskey barrel aged Piper Down that uh, one of my really good friends has a keg of, who will not be named because people will, I'm sure, flock to your place. <laughs> we will get to that one soon. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's fantastic.
0: I had a bunch of that around that campfire on New Year's. I <laughs> bet you really
2: did. I bet you did. Yes.
0: And then I've got a seasonal release here from Sierra Nevada. It's called The Wonderland and it's a nectarine ale. I've actually really gotten. I think the first time I tried it, I was like, yeah, it's it's all right. And then the more I have them, I really, really like this beer. It's become a, a really good beer. It's refreshing. It's got a good taste. You do get some of the nectarine in it. So I think they've done a really good job with this beer. I'll second that motion.
3: And thank you to the influencer for
1: uh, sharing a few bottles. <laughs> you bet. I had that. We had that at New Year's Eve, but it was
0: 38 degrees and it really wasn't a cold weather. No, it's not a 38 degree beer. The Piper Down is a 38 degree beer. Yeah, uh, that the whiskey barrel aged Piper Down is a 38 degree weather. This was yeah. this is definitely not. But like I said, as it's warmed up and 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 stuff, I've I've had one of these the last couple of nights, and it's I've really enjoyed it. So I've had one of those this evening, and it, and it I did
1: like it much better now on a warmer evening than when we were camping, and 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 I can't wait to have one in the summer because I think then I think its ranking is going to go up each time. I got a little something different that I'm starting off with. This one was sent to us from Brian Scarin at Carl Strauss Brewing. Proudly independent since 1989. Uh, This is their collaboration beer with Modern Times. uh, Mosaic Oasis. It's going to be debuting statewide, probably about when this episode releases. So they sent us a couple of these. I'm trying the first one out. So you guys, you know, just to let you guys know. Give you a full report on it. hops blended with the mosaic hops. And I don't usually read the can because I wrote out my own note, tasting notes. on it. It's very good. Let's just start there. It's very good. I don't usually read the can, but I can't resist myself on this one. This was not from the can it's Telus hops mosaic. So you get the grapefruit tropical, quite a bit of resin, piney resinness in their talent. Not sure if it's going to be your, uh, your jam on that.
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm growing. I'm starting to grow a little bit on that. But yeah, it's it's. I'm getting there. I'm improving.
1: Age, and you get all that from the talus, and then it's got the citrus tropical stuff from the mosaics. But listen to this can. This is pretty good. It's a little melodramatic, but it's good. You trudge through a dry, harsh landscape in search of refreshment. You accept your fate, doomed to perish in this lonely desert, deprived of that sweet, sweet, life-giving nectar. But lo, what's that in the distance? Could it be the safe haven you've been searching for? Your eyes do not deceive you, and your nose is greeted by a colorful mosaic of intoxicatingly fruity aromas. Grapefruit, tangerine, stone fruit, and, dare you say, papaya? Indeed. Mosaic Oasis IPA is a dank and citrusy San Diego-style treasure. Brewed with our friends, the IPA wizards at Modern Times Beer, sure, any oasis can quench your thirst. But who needs H2O when you have IPA?
0: <laughs> nicely, done. <laughs> nicely, nicely done. Oh, what a
3: beautiful reading. That's a
0: dramatic, dramatic reading of a beer, beer Great dramatic beer. reading.
2: Again, I don't know.
3: You, you would have had a job, one of those uh, books to radio or books to CD guys.
1: Oh, that would be my dream job thank you for saying that that is my dream my dream job when i was a kid i wanted to be the jungle safari boat in disneyland
4: oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah
1: i thought those jokes were cracking
2: you'd be an awesome podcast host yeah i, I think you should look into that you, know what I mean? I think you got the voice for it I would, I would look into that
1: so anyway that's our uh, collaboration carl strauss and modern times and it's quite good uh four for me and i'm going to be sharing some with you guys i'm excited Hey, speaking of beersies, can I pre toast pre toast some of the amazing podcasts that are in the running for best? Yeah, news? I think you should
0: I think you should give a shout out real quick to them. Go
1: ahead. Best new to us beer. Some of these podcasts have been around a little while and a couple of them longer than us, but they're new to us. My three dudes, South Carolina, historical AF, Fat, Drunk, and Stupid. And this one, uh, Doc, you've got to give them a listen. Beard Owl nice beard owl they just all they talk about is weird owl while well, drinking beer
4: nice I like it that's yeah good. I thought yeah, you that might like good. that
1: one so those are our our beer or beer themed or beer related podcasts that are up for a 2020 beersy congratulations
2: it's oh, exciting that is
0: exciting
1: And now we all have a beer in hand so it's time for toast roast and pour one out. Tom, I see you have a toast, and I'm going to assume it's about Alex Smith.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Although he didn't play this uh, recently, Uh, it may uh, not be. Maybe we have to pour one out for that.
3: Well, it's kind of a a toast and then a pour one out at the same time. You know, a toast to Alex Smith (laughs) and the fantastic season that he had. But unfortunately, the season had to come to an end uh, this past weekend as the Washington football team a loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what made it even sadder from an Alex Smith point of view is that he sat out the game due to a calf injury. Oh. Um, so poor one out for Alex Smith and the Washington football team uh, for ending their season, but a tremendous toast to Alex Smith, the front runner by a landslide for a comeback player of the year. Yeah. Well done, Alex.
4: He had a baby cow that got hurt, huh? Yes, he did. Yep,
3: exactly.
1: <laughs> All right, toast to Alex. Nice. It, it was a fun ride.
2: It was. was it was, was a good ride. ride.
1: And remember, you have a big fan back at home, Alex. Huge fan. Right.
2: Huge fan. I'm going to toast Tom for his shortest toast. Yeah, that's a, well done. <laughs> <Yes>. Fantastic, Tom.
1: <laughs> I got a quick toast to the fixer, AKA Julie, AKA my wife, who sent in a limerick to the podcast which also can be an ode. And she said, this is for the doctor. So why my wife is sending poems to the doctor you know through the podcast,
2: <laughs> probably deserves some
1: investigation, but yeah. I'm going to guess she's not the first married woman to send poems to the doctor. That's just, probably, not no, no, not
0: or, or married what man, I would say. Yeah, man it's a daily I, yeah. I, I've crafted a limerick or two or an ode to, uh, to the doctor.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I appreciate them all. Yes.
0: Luckily,
1: my wife didn't write this poem because that would make me a little more nervous. She found the poem. Doug Denham of Minneapolis wrote this. He entered it into the Star Tribune Limerick Contest. And so, doctor, this one's for you. Unexplainably from my wife. I'm ready. <laughs> I use my last roll today. There seems to be no other way. Because of the hoarders and the governor's orders, my water picks now my bidet.
0: Nice.
2: Oh, <laughs> that
3: was
1: great. Good. Well done. Yeah. What did he win? It was a contest. You know what he won?
2: What's that? A bidet? Toilet paper.
1: This is this and this is true. Toilet paper? A roll of toilet paper. Oh, oh there you nice.
2: Go. Nice. Yeah. Thank
4: you.
1: Crappy Award. Nice.
4: Crappy award. Uh, <laughs>
1: nice. oh. uh, ode to the doctor with a doctor type joke.
4: Yeah. You know, I just can't imagine a water pick down there doing the, oh, doing the, gosh, yeah. doing the job. It works pretty well, actually. Yeah, it's not bad. You need to refill the container a lot. Yeah, of time. A lot.
0: No, it's a lot of work. Yeah. No.
2: It depends what setting you use. I will say that. it's fair enough. You but know, the toothbrush combo ones. Really yeah, that's cool. Well the question is,
4: better. then do you then do you reuse the you know, does oh, it still no. serve both purposes? We, I don't okay. know. Uh, next yeah. bit, next bit. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> <That's pretty laughs>
0: well. yeah. That started to go into some weird
1: Talent, you've got some toast for us.
0: I was just thinking, our newest sponsor is Waterpick. No, yeah, there no, um, we sure. go. Uh, I have a couple of toasts, just real quick. Uh, first toast, I'm going to toast is Bill Belichick. Uh, love him or hate him, in terms of the New England Patriots, I thought he uh, uh, stepped up huge this last week and and made a decision that I highly respect and I think most people can respect. Um, he was going to be recognized with a Presidential Medal of Freedom. Basically, uh, cited you know obviously the tragic events of last week with what happened at the Capitol and saying, hey, it's not the time to, to you know, this, I, I'm not going to go there. And so his quote, which I thought was pretty outstanding, was he said, recently I was offered the opportunity to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which I was flattered by out of respect for what the honor represents and admiration for prior recipients. Uh, subsequently, the tragic events of last week occurred and the decision has been made not to move forward with the award. Above all, I'm am an American citizen with great reverence for our nation's values, freedom and democracy. So I thought that was a class move. <laughs> um and i uh i'm I sorry thought i'm not it-
1: laughing that it's a class move i was just laughing at bill belichick class accents january 2021
0: <laughs> <laughs> so and i you know i think it's funny because i think most people his his interview stuff and that kind of stuff he's not a, he doesn't speak a whole lot so i thought this was pretty good i did to come from a guy that you know some people love him or hate him like i said i thought that was a pretty class move on his part so that was my first toast
1: I can't believe I'm going to say this. Toast to Bill yep. Belichick. Yeah. To Bill
3: I will Belichick. toast. That. Like
0: I said, I think a lot of people uh, normally mention Bill Belichick, and a lot of people where we live cringe because they're just tired of the success. And um, <laughs> but I think everybody can respect his decision and what he did. This next one I have is uh, more within our realm, and that's basically hey, more beer. I don't think uh, any of us are going to get upset about more beer. Saw this announcement: uh, Laguna Beach Beer Company uh, is going to be one of the tenants at the, um, new, uh, it's called Collab Vista. That's going to be located right off of our, uh, the hop highway here, state route 78. Nice. And, uh, Ooh. that it's going to be a over 11,000 square foot facility. That's going to have Ooh. not only Laguna beach beer company, but it will also have Oceanside's breakwater brewing and then barrel and stave, which is a, um, a, a part of, uh, like an offshoot of wild barrel brewing. And they're all going to share kind of a a 10 barrel brew house. And then there's going to be some, uh, a food hall style tasting room. So it looks like, a, oh, I mean, nice. obviously nice. this nah, is going to be a cool. post COVID thing, but it could be an awesome place. And Laguna beach is bringing their beer down here, which oh. is kind of cool. It's a new one, new beer for us down here in San Diego. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Instead of like a food court, it's a beer court. It's a, it's a combination. I think it's going nice. to be food court slash beer court. So I can, nice. see I, I could see us camping there, Tom. We been wow. yeah, camp care. there. That 100%. could be the first place that we <laughs> camp at.
1: So where's that going in? Is that going in by old
0: Indian Joes? It doesn't have addresses. It just says just off State Route 78. So, There's trailer parking there. Yeah. The good news for us is that is very close. So uh, I think wherever it is, it's probably within five to ten minutes of all of us. So that's that's pretty cool.
2: Jeff, did you say trailer parking or trailer parks?
1: <laughs> trailer parking. So we can stop there. <laughs>
2: okay. Just checking. Just checking. Because the right trailer park and, you know, downsize, just you're right there right. the whole time. Yeah.
1: i on home. <laughs> Stumble right in through the side, through the little side gate there. That'd be perfect. Am I the only one on board for a roast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do not have to put my roasts up against talents. You don't? Ah, pressure's off. Okay.
2: People aren't roasting people anymore, Jeff.
0: I didn't do a ahead. roast this week because it was low-hanging fruit. There was just too many, too easy, and I'm just like, I don't want to keep piling on on what's going on. I I mean, there's also a lot of roast. I'm just going to say this. Karma is a great thing, and I saw so many great examples of karma this week. No fly zone that I didn't even go with with roasts. So okay. go ahead.
1: I got I got one, and it's not related to too many news items. It's snuck by you with all the other news over the last couple weeks here. So bonus finder website bonus finder website is offering $500 to a willing participant. And what will this participant be asked to do? Well, they will be asked to binge Netflix and eat pizza. They're looking to hire a professional binge watcher. They'll be required to binge three Netflix shows while eating takeout pizzas provided to him or her from a variety of different locations. And then they need to basically rate the cheesiness of both the Netflix program and the pizza. So now, this, in my humble opinion, is a roast because it's a threat to our very way of existence, to the American way of life. American, millions of us from every walk of life, every political stripe, every gender, every sexual orientation, age, color, belief system, tall, short, skinny, fat, handsome, hideous. We already do this for free, right? free will right now monetizing something we venerate so dearly, something that's downright sacred to us is wrong. Sure. It's, it's like paying people to go to church or to celebrate the holidays or or love your family.
2: How much did they pay <laughs> you? Yeah,
0: I, I, I agree with you. I don't, I, I don't think they need How to much pay. did you make,
2: influencer? No. Come on. Uh, was it 100? Uh, uh, <laughs> come
1: on, spill it. The land of the free means we eat ourselves into obesity and inactive ourselves into atrophy by our own conviction, not because we're paid to do it. That's true. So anyways, I send in my application. We'll see what happens. USA.
0: USA. (laughs) USA. Go ahead. Good luck. Uh, I I actually feel like you're probably applying against the rest of the country. And I was thinking like probably pretty much every teenager, every college age kid. Yeah. So.
2: They pay you 50 bucks. It's not bad. I mean, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. And they give you a free water pick. So that's not bad in the deal. You know, I get right on those things. I get right on those things.
1: Uh, Tom, I see you've signed up for pour one out. So I'm getting in in front of you before we send the audience into tears. Let me step aside. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I got a quick one. Talent has brought up the subway system more than once. So uh, just a quick pour one out for the annual no pants subway ride worldwide event and canceled due to COVID. Oh, So New York city, Berlin, all cities around the world will have to wait till next year. Uh, If there's a silver lining, it's this, they can wait without pants. They've been there doing it for months. We've all been doing it for months. So it's yeah,
2: yeah. a good point.
1: Be back next year. But for this year, point it out for the no pants subway ride. That's very sad.
2: They could do a virtual no pants. Yeah, subway yeah a ride. virtual no pants.
1: Yeah.
0: So well. we do every day. That's pretty much every day.
3: So there you have it. Now my turn to step aside for Tom. Well, thank you. I know that I was going to, I started the year off strong, positive mental attitude, but we had a couple of them right out of the gate, and actually one of them at the end of last year. So with that, the return of my segment here. First one goes out to Dawn Wells, actress Dawn Wells. For those of you who don't know who Dawn Wells is, well, you're not of a certain age. Dawn Wells became internationally famous as the stranded girl next door in the mid-60s sitcom Gilligan's Island. Now, all of us remember Gilligan's Island for uh Marianne, the movie star, and all the comedy that went along with Gilligan and the Skipper and the and the rest of the, the stranded castaways. Dawn was eighty-two years old and she passed away from complications to COVID nineteen on December 30th. So a toast to Don Wells, aka Marianne. Oh, say it's not so Yeah, I know, right? I know. And the other one I have, I'll make this one short, for all you Padre fans out there, uh, Tommy Lasorda, nemesis of us Padre fans for many a decade, passed away from a heart attack at the age of 93 uh, on January 7th. So, poor one out for Tommy.
0: Yeah. Tommy Lasorda was a great man, great manager, great advocate for baseball. Um, you know, I haven't been following a whole lot on the uh, Gilligan Island fan uh, websites and clubs. So I didn't even know Don was still alive. So I'm going to say, you know, I'm, I'm, really sad about that one too. So, all right. Thanks Tom for enlightening us on that. But yeah, Tommy Tom Lasorda, I was born in LA and I was a huge Dodger fan until I moved down here basically till I got rid of Tommy Lasorda. So I, I and I know uh, doctor's a huge Dodger fan as well.
4: Yeah. I will, um, so
0: that's, that's kind of, that's very sad.
1: Wasn't a big fan. I don't want to say anything bad about the deceased, but not a big fan of the gay penguins.
0: Yes. He probably wasn't. Right he probably manager. wasn't. Yeah. 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 I get you. We'll leave it at that. That's where I'm a little torn. I will say that. Cause I am a big fan of the gay penguins, <laughs> you know, just, so I think that goes without saying for anybody who's listening. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so. They
1: know us by now.
0: There we go. So, uh, well, I'm going to take us on a different path right now and I'm going to pour one out for children's television programs. Um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, uh, but recently, but it's uh, getting a little interesting. We don't have young children anymore, so I don't think we're as, as attuned to it as we were. But first, uh, Lu was canceled after 20 years by PBS. That show sucked. I agree. I was never a fan of it. So, <laughs> But I mean, 20 years. That program was on for 20 years. Um, and for some reason, kids liked it. But then I saw this. And this one uh, is uh, really interesting. So Denmark. Uh, so DR is Denmark's oh, I oldest, know where this is going. most well-known broadcasting network and uh, recently had a little bit of uh, controversy or blowback over its newest children's television program. So this program is called John Dillermand, and it's an animated program, and it stars a man uh, who has an extremely large penis. Uh, So basically, this penis is so massive and flexible that it can save children from danger, it fetches objects from the river, and it also operates as a pogo stick. This is a real show. This is a real show. Uh, Uh, There are... 13 episodes so far. Is he from Nantucket? What's that? Yeah, he might be related to the man from Nantucket. Speaking of limericks. But there are 13 episodes. You can actually find these. There are 13 episodes. um, And they follow John Dillermand, who's the main character, as he navigates a wide variety of unexpected scenarios uh, that are caused by his inexplicably huge genitalia. I'll give you an example cuz I know everybody's wondering what the heck, what, what could it be? What are so some Did you watch any episodes there? You know me? what? I just saw some of the pictures. I saw some of the ah, uh, uh, art ah, ah,
2: where 13 of them, yeah, all available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: didn't get through all 13. I got through 12 and a half.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Like a tentacle is it like prehensile? Is that the right term, doctor?
0: It's just uh, it's just very it's I'm going to go back as. It is so massive and flexible. It can save children from danger. That's really the explanation.
2: Uncomfortable.
0: I'm going to go back and just because so you don't have to go search those out. I'm going to give you some examples. In one episode, he breaks a, a friend's vase with his penis and he has to raise money to pay them back. And <laughs> another, he uses it to steal ice cream at the zoo. And then in the show's opening m- montage, it shows him using his genitals to keep a lion away from a group of children. So, you know, he's got some weird things because he steals ice oh cream. Gosh. But at the same point, he protects children. Um, anyway, so originally when the show first came out in Denmark, uh, people thought it was hilarious. Many people thought, Hey, this is great. And, and, and it was a great way to teach children about human anatomy. Uh, but then obviously some parents saw it. I'm sure kids are watching <laughs> the parents go, wait, what are you watching? And, uh, they said, wait a second. Uh, we are not real cool with this. That the fact that the main character's main trait is his large penis and says, Hey, why are children being forced to watch uh, oh a, a cartoon gosh. about a man's groin? Wow. They uh, were asking for it to be removed and stuff like that. But basically, um, the spokesperson for DR, the, the network, said, hey, it is now a huge success. Children are watching it in big numbers. Oh, yeah. Oh. And they're saying they've had over 200,000 people view the first episode. I wonder why. And I, here's my favorite part is in, in their online description of the – this is how they sell it. In the online description of the show, they state that, well, Dillerman's genitals get him into embarrassing situations. It can be used for good once he embraces that he is different. So there you have it. (laughs) Children's shows shows have definitely taken a strange turn from when we were we had kids or when we were kids. It's not your Gilligan's Island anymore. Um, It's definitely not like anything we watched. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to come to a a television station here in the United States anytime soon, but I'm sure it's going to become a a cult. There you go. You can see some pictures there uh, of him playing tennis with himself. Um with his incredibly large penis. Wow. So there you have it. I'm pouring one out for children's shows because I don't know where you we're know, going with that.
2: Those Danes are pretty open minded. They guess. are very open minded, that is true. Are the kids I- forced to eat pizza while they watch that? Do you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's
0: <laughs> only if they binge it. If you binge it and eat pizza, you can get paid to watch it.
1: What was he doing with the vase when he broke it?
0: I it sounds like he I don't even know what he was doing with it, broke but apparently, or- yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just one of those things where sometimes he walks into a room and it just breaks things because <laughs> he doesn't have any control. But I thought it was really nice that he then the rest of the show, he was going to raise money to help them pay them back. So, I mean, it teaches kids good, um, you know, good things. If you, you know, accept responsibility for what you do and and try to make amends. Everyone's different and
1: special and he he's more different yeah. and more special than the rest. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. getting from I
0: agree. Uh, and I think we've all seen that. Clifford the Big Red Dog. I mean, you see all these things where, they're you know, people are different and how they adjust and stuff. They just... They they approached it from a whole other angle. A whole different angle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. Anyone need another beer?
0: Yes, I do. Because I know we're I'm going in.
1: on a wild ride soon, so I don't know if you need to to prep. And Joe, you've already you've already tapped into the uh barrel aged piper down.
2: Yep, yep. I moved on to the Wonderland nectarine ale. I like it a lot, actually. Yeah, it's pretty,
0: pretty refreshing.
2: Very good.
1: This ballast point trade street rye whiskey barrel aged piper down. We gotta thank our friend Kayla Petiti over at the Miramar location, friend of the show, been on the show. She set us up with a keg of it. So Keep bringing your growlers over guys.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's so good.
1: Aged 10 months in rye whiskey barrels, no longer in production. So, we may have the last remnants of this of wow. this beer and and I was excited for Joe and Tom to try it because I thought this might be something right in
3: your uh, wheelhouses. Yeah, I love it. Well, I got to tell you, Jeff, thank you first of all. The first taste I had, it was like, wow. Okay. But, you know, you always have to have a second taste. <laughs> you know, and let that settle in. Then you have a third, then you have a fourth and you go, Hey, this is pretty good. So once I got past the shock of that first taste, Mm -hmm. this is going down pretty smooth. So thank you.
2: Yeah. Piper down with whiskey notes is brilliant. That's a, that's a great, great taste. And it's only 7.9%, which means you can have, you know, six to 10 of them. It's pretty much a, a breakfast beer for your lunch. lunch? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: 7.8. You can have seven to 11 of them.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a good point.
1: <laughs> Talon and I drank this on uh, New Year's Eve as well. Yeah. And it was perfect. Very
2: much enjoyed it.
0: The yeah.
1: Cold night. Yeah. Um, so thank you to, to Kayla for setting us up. I actually had this the first time, one of the last restaurants uh, I ate with my family at before all the state lockdowns way back in march and tried this and bought a bottle of it for an outrageous amount to take to tuesday night beer society which never happened <laughs> I got shut down so now we got a keg of it so guys keep coming keep bringing growlers over
2: happy to actually i'm gonna go now i'll, I'll be there in a few minutes <laughs> yeah so so
0: i uh, i'd already had this i didn't pick any up from you this week but i actually i went by mother earth in the last week and I picked up a bunch of beer from them and they had uh, some of their four seasons barrel age stuff there. Uh, So I picked up a handful of those. So that's what I'm having one of those right now. So this is their uh, mother earth. It's kind of called the four four seasons of mother earth um, and they do a barrel age program. So this is their Imperial salted caramel oatmeal stout. Its alcohol content, Joe, is eleven point two so percent. You might have to pace yourself a little bit with this. That's one. a lunch beer, yeah, yeah. You but don't it want to start a lunch that at breakfast. But it pours, and it is like it's very dark and chocolatey when you smell it. It has a great fragrance in terms of the just the you can smell the caramel, and uh, it, it's another one that uh, for eleven point it is very smooth. It's it's really it's a delicious beer. I think Mother Earth did really really well with this one. I, I was noticing and checking in that this is something they do every year. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking that I'm not sure when it was canned because it's not on here, but I think it's a pretty fresh, you know, fresh version. It, it's really, really good, but it's definitely a sipping beer. You wouldn't want to pound this thing because you want to, you know, kind of drink it and enjoy it. I'll, I'm going to be interested here to let it kind of warm up a little bit and see what it does as it warms up because I think it's also one of those beers that as you let it warm up a little bit, the the flavors are going to, even more flavors are going to come out. But like most things Mother Earth does, uh, This is a, this is a fantastic beer. And I also want to give them a huge shout out and kudos. I think they've done a great job with their pickup and and dealing with the COVID. I know without getting too in-depth on it, it's kind of been a bit of a controversial thing here in San Diego, probably around the state of California, uh, where certain restaurants and even breweries are not really adhering to the lockdown and that kind of stuff. They're kind of trying to operate as business as usual. I know a lot of them have been hit with cease and desist orders and stuff like that. Uh, so it's refreshing to see a company like Mother Earth that's doing it the right way. And And I would encourage everybody to continue to support them. I also went to Dos Desperados um, and they were the same way in San Marcos Culver. And, you know, again, if you, you know, those breweries that are, that are doing it the right way, I think version with their delivery program and stuff like that, I think they're to be commended because they are trying to, they kind of have a vision of what the greater good is and trying to protect the whole community. I get it. Why people are, are feeling like they need to stay open, but at the same point, kind of all in this together. So a huge shout out to Mother Earth and and those breweries that are doing it the right way.
1: Right. I visited uh, Ballast Point when I picked up this uh, Piper Down, Scottish Ale with the whiskey notes, and then stopped by Duckfoot. And yeah, really good pickup delivery, easy, clean, safe, and Epic from the very beginning.
0: Epic, so oh, yeah, they've been very good too. Yeah, I, for sure. Epic's
1: hey, Doc, what did you open up here?
4: Yeah, I opened up uh, a Christmas beer from Tom. So thank you, Tom, from uh, Epic Brewer, another local brewing. Uh, it's called Nightlife. It's an IPA. I, had, I Honestly, I, I was enjoying my hazy a little more than this IPA, but you know, I'll diverge a little bit from the hazy train and just go and IPA. But, uh, so thank you, Tom.
3: You're welcome from (laughs) Padre.
4: I think it
0: was from Padre or Tom. Padre. Well, someone brought it. I think it was from, it was from both of them. (laughs) I I think it was a, it was a combination gift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You know, I think we
4: were both
3: out uh, handing out Santa gifts that day.
4: It was, yeah. Thank you, Padre.
2: You're welcome. It was from Tom. It was from Ping <laughs> the, the ping to my skip.
0: Yeah, it, the, yeah, it was from Skip and Ping.
2: <laughs> Collaborative gift.
1: Doc, listeners have been patient. They've been asking. I'd say they've been clamoring, and they're ready. They're ready for your next installment. <laughs>
4: Welcome to another edition of Wild Thing. going to get wild here, boys. So we have had bears. We have an octopi. I present to you, you are going to be amazed. <laughs> yes. I'm going to make not. the case today why bees should be considered the most amazing organism. That was organism, not orgasm, Joe. Oh, Just okay. Hold okay, on your yeah. I was thinking about oh,
0: Danish, the Danish children's show. When you yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, right
2: yeah. yeah.
4: Right. Yeah. Organism. Organism.
2: Good. Go.
0: Yeah.
4: That's a great. You Find yourself lion, though. Go ahead. So, hey, I'm just gonna skim the surface tonight. We could go. There's so much we could talk about about bees, but you know, there's so many crazy adaptations that would just blow you away. But I'm just gonna hit a few of them tonight. So, first of all, just a little biology because I'm a biologist. A little bit of bio- bee biology. Uh, they are animals. Not like us, but we are in the animal kingdom. But they are really flying insects, and they basically came from wasps. All right, so wasps were around like 250 million years ago, bees have been on the planet like 100 million years ago. So basically, bees came from wasps. The only continent we do not find bees is what continent? Antarctica. Antarctica, Antarctica, it's yes, in the picture, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are no no bees in Antarctica. Just making sure you guys are paying attention here. All right, so yeah, there's like there's like sixteen thousand species of bees on the planet, uh, but the best known one we're gonna talk about tonight is the honey bee. So a little more biology. They got that crazy compound eye. Oh, got a quick joke for you. When a bee is in your hand, what's in your eye? Beauty. It's in the eye of the bee holder. Oh, (laughs) so hey, they got a crazy mouth, bees do. They got mandibles, jaws for chewing, they're chewing bumble gum. They also have a straw like tongue for sucking nectar uh, out of the flowers. All right, yeah, Yeah, that's what they're used for. Yeah. Uh, they got three pairs of legs. So six legs, if you got them up. They can fly like 15 to 20 miles an hour. Now, no, no one really likes to get stung by a bee, do we? No, no not at, at all. all. Yeah, okay. No. Yeah, it's not But good. what's kind of crazy, the stinger falls off. The little sack of venom keeps pumping. And then unfortunately, the bee dies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. bee dies.
0: You yeah. think they learned something from that?
4: Yeah, yeah. And have you ever had a dog, your, like your dog or a cat's been stung by a bee? Yep. No. Their, yep. their face swells up, you know, but <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so do you know that a bee, we all know about bees produce honey. One bee actually only produces like a teaspoon of honey in really? in, uh, in their lifetime. Yeah. So how many bees would it take to make the miso honey beer from uh, Belching yeah, Beaver? Right. So, so we've got a couple of breweries. I've got some great, yeah. great. Yeah. We've got miso honey from uh, Belching Beaver. We've got duck foot Drink this or bees will die. So yeah, anyways, uh, you need thousands of bees. But you know, hey, honey really made, it makes mead, right? Honey's right. It, it, Really our first beer in, in China was like 7,000 BC was made from honey. So there you go. Our hops don't necessarily have anything to offer our bees, but basically anything we flavor our beer with, you can thank bees. Wow. And in fact, you can thank bees for like one out of every three bites of food that you eat there you go, has is, is been pollinated by a bee. They have little sacks on their hind feet for little buckets for carrying pollen around. So, they're pollinators, right? So, they pollinate. Uh, 90% of the food in the world depends on pollinators, and bees are one of those pollinators. So, there you go. Oh, hey, a bee that eats a lot is chubby. <laughs> 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 All right. So, here we go. Now, there's a lot of crazy things they're so they're great at pollinating they make honey but really i'm just going to focus on one thing tonight because you know this is only a three-hour podcast so we right. got to get Three through more. this yeah. right so what i want you to envision right now the story i'm going to tell you about bees pretend it's not bees i'm telling you a story about to print it's people and this is like a movie right listeners you ready i'm going to tell you a story pretend this is a story about people and what would like the movie be like if you could envision a movie I'm going to tell you and you can kind of vision, what kind of a movie would this be that I'm describing right now? Ready? Here we go. So the society that you're living, the population is almost all female. Got it, guys? So we're guys in a population that's almost all female. All right. Thousands of females for every male. But the problem is none of those females want to mate and can mate. They don't mate with you. This sounds like a Danish children's you show. Got so it. it. I feel like it. In okay. Denmark. yeah. So, so the workers and, and they're doing all the work. those females are doing all the work too. Females are doing all the work, which kind of I think sounds this like was episode twelve actually in John Donne right.
0: season one.
4: Females so. are doing all the work, and there's thousands of them, but they won't mate with you. But which is kind of a good thing though, because they are all your sisters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got it. So in a hive of bees, the queen produced all of you. You're all brothers and sisters. Okay, but again. Not many. The males don't do anything; they just sit in the hive, and I'll tell you what their job is in a little bit. It's to watch it? Netflix and eat pizza. We've already had
0: this. Yeah, no, it's yeah, true.
4: Exactly right. So, uh, yeah, again, males outnumbered significantly. So those are drones are the males. So you're the if you're the male, you're the drone. Your only job is to mate. And when they mate, hold on, I got ahead of myself here. Uh, there's only one queen, right? And she's the mother of every single bee in the hive. Now, honeybees, how do they mate? doesn't take place in the colony because else she'd be mating with her Her, kids. Right. You want to date them first. No. So here's what she does. She basically says she flies away from the hive. And she goes to this place called the drone congregation area. We might want to call that like the club, the nightclub for bees. It's a new brewery, <laughs> actually. It's a yeah. new brewery on the high highway. I've so heard of that. it's yeah. it's got drones from a different hive, right? Because she doesn't want to interbreed, and mating takes place in the air, right? So she hooks up with, and she'll hook up with like twelve to twenty, wow, wow. twelve to twenty drones from a different hive, right? And uh, that was basically the only job. And you know what's kind of crazy is after the male mates with the queen, there's like a little explosion, his penis falls off. But me. Whoa. And he and he and he and he dies. That's he dies. John Dillerman, season yeah. 2.
0: That's like he, he dies the whole plot to season 2. <laughs> so, now.
4: Yeah. yeah. So, so the the male Beat, uh he basically mates with the queen the one time and uh about a Blaze of Glory. And yeah, if he gets the dip, yeah. Yeah, peace that John B and Jovi song. And he he dies.
0: Glory. That's what I think
4: actually so, uh, was
0: the theme song for that. Movie. So
4: yeah. So when the female is uh full, she has this thing called a spermatheca. And basically it just all it does Spanish is, for spermatheca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. It stores semen and then uh basically she'll never leave the hive again. She'll go out, fill her little sack full of sperm, and uh and then she'll never leave leave the hive again. Now what's kind of crazy then is she'll lay two kinds of eggs. So what she'll do is she'll crawl around the hive and she'll Basically, we crawl crawling in a hive and she'll be looking in, hey, is this little hole small? If it's small, she'll lay an egg, means it needs another female. If it's a bigger hole, she'll go, oh, that needs a male. And what she does is she actually decides, oh, if it's a male, males are unfertilized. Females come from a fertilized egg. So she'll fertilize the females, the eggs, if she wants a female, with that stored sperm. Isn't that kind of crazy? That's so she'll crazy. kind of poke around. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is.
2: Wilder, so, huh? yeah,
4: there you go. Is wild. That's why it's called, why it's called wild thing. Yeah. Do they do they
2: submit an application to be the queen? Like who decides who the queen's going to be?
4: Yeah, yeah. Here I'm going gonna, gonna to I'm going to get the queen here. So, so each hive needs like thousands of individuals. Again, mostly those female workers that don't want to mate or can't mate. That's an important
2: distinction. Do you know if they don't want to mate or they can't?
0: It's like a whole
2: yeah, mean girl. Yeah, it's no, a mean girl I mean, that's a, like there's there's a, mean a girl. There. The queen her. bee is there, and
0: she's got all her okay. underlings.
4: They're not allowed to to look okay. as good as her.
0: All okay. that. It's very much. But mean they want to. I mean, mean, I think they
4: probably right. want to. Okay, yeah. so now let's say they go. Hey, our queen's getting old. We need a new queen. So hey, this is exciting. Right, so so what they'll do is they'll go and they'll uh, basically start feeding. That like one of the females some what's called royal jelly, right? Uh, she gets the royal jelly, and then basically she turns into a queen when she pops as soon as she pops out. Well, they go they go in stages, but anyways, when she finally pops out, she's a virgin queen. Uh-oh. Virgin queen immediately flies. Away. Actually, what she does is she'll go and she'll start. Wow. She'll sting every other, she'll kill every other oh, developing. Definitely queen, a mean, it is that right? mean girl, tonight. yeah, yeah. Mean she'll girl. kill every Probably sting, sting every other virgin queen before it emerges, and then so she's the only one. And then she flies away and starts her uh, her own calling.
2: To the club,
4: goes to the local yeah. club, brewery. yeah. Oh, I yeah, see, exactly. Shadow
2: on all the other uh females there, yeah. yeah. So now so
4: you can imagine this as a movie, couldn't you? I totally, right? yeah. For so those you guys out there in, in podcast land can't see, I'm showing the boys some pictures just to you know, just to teach them a little bit. Yeah. Swarming is a way, basically, is to reproduce a, an entire colony of bees. Last note on bees is they're super important. Unfortunately, there's something called colony collapse disorder. We're losing like huge percentage of our bee population. Scientists are. Been studying it for quite a while. It's called colony collapse disorder. Don't know for sure what it is, but they're pretty sure it can be attributed to their immune systems being weakened by this exposure to lots of pesticides. So what can we all do? What we all can do is basically buy stuff to save the bees, right. say no to pesticides, go organic, buy food that doesn't have pesticides, and you will help save the bees oh, one last joke to end this up. What do you call a bee that cannot make up its mind? Maybe. Uh maybe. Very good. <laughs> oh, you Joe, are the winner. Of tonight's oh.
0: <laughs> I'm ready. I'm I just have one question here because there's a lot of stuff that you said tonight that's going to keep me up tonight. But as someone who is, you know, I think most of our audience has, has heard or grown up this. I mean, you hear things that that we're supposed to be afraid of and that do keep us, you know, in those areas. But uh, let's talk about the Africanized honeybee.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Killer bees. 100 yeah, yeah. Africanized honeybee. Um, I was told that basically it was going to just destroy all of us. It was done. It's going to we be here
2: done. in the late 80s. Yeah, I they, thought they, I mean, time I'm waiting. Them. I'm still waiting. Yeah, me too. Um,
0: but I was told, like, you know, you got to be careful. You could be mowing your lawn, and then, boom, they're going to attack you. Yeah. be chopping They're so not coming. They're not coming. The murder hornets, I think, took them out. Yeah, we forgot
4: about Africanized honeybees because something – the batter boy in town's come out and that's the murder hornets. Oh, the yeah. murder murder hornet. Hornet. Okay. That's
0: good to know. So, all right. All right. Yeah. All right.
4: I have my little, uh, list here yeah. of like, who I'm af- most afraid of bull
0: shark is still number one, uh, murder. I'm going to move African yeah. honeybee out of the top 10 now. Uh, thank you. And then I'm moving murder hornet up to number two. Okay. So they- a my
1: ear- with a behind.
0: Yes. There yeah. you go. So right. All right. right. appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> is this the same PowerPoint that you show your class? I just, it's pretty yeah. good.
1: Uh, Sports Illustrated was featured heavily with it throughout the the uh, production. Yeah, I
4: want to take your class. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah. But Doc, okay. can you tell us a little bit about bee communication.
4: Yeah, well, that is a, That's that's an entirely different podcast. Like I say, there are so many great adaptations. How do they navigate? How do they follow each other? How do they communicate? Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. Bees. Again, any YouTube video you can watch. Go ahead and watch bees. Yeah, they communicate several ways. One is like how they the vibration of their wings. It's it's amazing. Bees are amazing. That's why that's why bees are up there. You know, they are probably the most amazing invertebrate, if not the most amazing animal on the planet. Wow, that's that's high praise, actually. Mm-hmm. Is an octopus a vertebrate or invertebrate? It's an invertebrate. So between okay, octopus right. and bee. Oh, well, okay. So we'll go terrestrial. So Yeah, these terrestrial. Please have, and, yeah, these have the land octopus on yeah, the ocean. Fair enough. There you go. All right. Thank
0: good you,
1: enough. Doctor.
2: Yeah, it's impressive.
1: And thank good. you for the time you put into that slideshow that only we got yeah. to enjoy, but enjoy it we did.
4: That was nice. I bet. Totally was going to be entertaining. <laughs> did
1: you save anything extra for us?
2: Oh, you thought I didn't?
1: No, I knew you did. I was just segwaying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's called teeing it up. He was teeing it up.
4: Let's get right to it, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Beer or Not a Beer. I'm going to name four beers. You tell me which one is not a beer. Which one did I pull out of my rectum? Here we go. Uh, And since we're talking about bees... All these beers have to do with bees or honey. Here we go. The first beer is 2 Million Bees and Some Hops. It's a double IPA. 2 Million Bees and Some Hops. Beer number two is called The Bees Made Honey in the Lion's Skull. Holy cow. The Bees Made Honey in the Lion's Skull. It's a Saison. Next is called Great Sex Honey Ale. Great Sex Honey Ale. It is a honey wheat beer. Number four is sex. Not now, honey. I haven't finished my beer. That is beer. Number four sex. Not now, honey. I haven't finished my beer. Okay. One more time. Beer. Number one was two million bees and some hops. Beer. Number two, the bees made honey in the lion skull. Beer. Number three, great sex, honey, ale. And beer. Number four sex. Not now, honey. I haven't finished my beer. Which one is not a beer? We're going to start on my bottom left. Producer Joe. This is such a tough game. I mean, I've failed so miserably at it forever.
2: Um, One more time
4: with the last two, because I think they're within the sex category. We had great sex honey ale, and we also had sex. Not now, honey. I haven't finished my beer. You've been so good at your deception. I'm going great sex honey ale.
2: I think that great sex, honey, ale. All
4: right, right. talent.
0: Talent, talent. you're next. The the sex, not now, honey. I haven't finished my beer. sounds like most weekend nights at my house.
4: Uh, I'm also going to go with great sex, honey, ale. Great sex, honey, ale. All right. And influencer Jeff.
1: Oh, I can't believe that three of these are beers. Yeah, (laughs) all four of them are fantastic. They all sound made up. Uh, I'm going to go number four, sex, not now, honey. I haven't finished my beer because, no.
4: That's yeah. not a beer, because Carrie drinks a lot of beer. That's right. <laughs> <It's too long. laughs> all right, and producer Tom, or <laughs> Sammy <and> on Tom. <laughs> Tom, whatever the hell. Good. Tom got yeah. a promotion. That's fantastic.
1: That's pretty good for delivering all that beer to. Tom.
3: Still waiting for that pain. All that
4: Christmas beer. Yeah.
3: Right uh i'm gonna go with the great sex honey ale again as well
4: great sex Uh. honey ale all right so none of you chose the first two actually which if you look on untapped they are some of the top rated honey beers so two million bees and some hops is uh from hourglass brewing in florida the bees made honey in the line skull that's from trve or true i don't know what brewing in denver colorado and Great Sex Honey Ale is actually an American pale ale oh. brewed by Gore Range Brewery in Edwards, Colorado. So the beer I made up, it's famous like on T-shirts and stuff. It's called Sex. Not now, honey. I haven't finished my beer, but it really is not a beer. But it should be.
0: It's, it's a better be. name than number three. Right, right, right. And I want to know, know what? what the beers made honey and the lion's
4: skull. Like how yeah, did you that thing? I don't know. All right. <laughs> That's well, I'm not going to put
1: it in my head. Yeah. Uh,
4: Congratulations. Broken Clock
1: twice a day, sort of thing. Um, yeah. and I'm probably done with guessing correctly for 2021. So I got that out of the way.
2: Yeah. Nice you, job. Did good. Nice. you did good. did <laughs> nice good. And Calen, I didn't know Carrie drank so much beer. So,
0: yeah, that's pretty much what happens. You don't, yeah, on the weekends,
2: it happens that way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I try and then it's like, no, I It <laughs> yeah. so. Makes sense. It makes
4: sense. All right. Hey, this has been another edition of Beer Not a Beer. Join us next week, and we'll have some more fun.
1: Listeners, thanks for spending the hour with us. We're an independent podcast, no advertisements, which also means no money. So we count on you sharing I Like Beer with your beer-drinking friends. Or enemies, if you want. Anybody you want.
0: Just anybody. Yeah. Right
1: now. just share yeah. please share find please share. subscribe follow share that's how we continue to exist
0: right and also hey, quick reminder find and subscribe to our i like beer the podcast youtube channel and you can hear our book talks with ryan Walt. it'll make you smarter it's made me smarter and then don't forget to check out our website to see the beersy nominations and uh, don't forget to send us an email on uh, who you want to vote for we'd love to keep talking but
1: right now we gotta go find our water picks
0: B double E double R U N Bear Run B double E double R U N Bear Run All we need is a 10 and a fiber, or a car and a key and a sober driver B double E double R U N Bear Run